Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friends. This is Vanessa Epkins, your host for My Bible Life Podcast. It's still the new year, and I'm super excited about all that God is doing in your life, in my life, and what He's doing in our lives. And I'm excited about this 10-week challenge. So if this is your first time listening and hearing about the 10-week challenge, it's okay, no worries. I want to challenge you to take your calendar and for the next 10 weeks, commit to challenging yourself to do Bible study with me. Okay. And depending on where you are, you can do the Bible study or do the challenge any way you want to. If you have listened to me before, you know that I give a lot of scriptures and that's because I love the Old Testament and New Testament and learning. I study the scriptures out to see, first of all, what the author is saying and what the speaker is saying to the audience. And then I look at it like, what can I learn from this? Okay. And so I have lots of scriptures because God uses the old and the new and brings it all together, ties it up in a beautiful bow, and we can learn so much. So kicking off the new year with Bible study and challenge yourself to learn more, to build a deeper relationship with him. This Bible study challenge is all about developing a Bible study routine. And I hope you join me on this journey. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with today's Bible study. And it's coming from um, Mark chapter six. And this is about uh, the death of John the Baptist. And let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time together to be able to study together. I thank you so much and blessing us to see a new year. I thank you, Father God, as we pray over our goals, if we pray over this Bible study challenge to be able to develop a wonderful routine with you that we will have a deeper relationship with you. And we pray over the study today that we will gain these nuggets that you want us to learn about what we're going to be reading and studying about with John the Baptist. And we thank you for being with us in this study. And as always, lead and guide us through the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us. We know, Father God, right now we're in the right place at the right time with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're in Mark chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 14. Read a couple of verses talk about those verses, and then go on to the other verses. So let's go ahead and read 14 through 16. This is what it says in the English Standard Version. It says, King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some say John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others say he's Elijah, and others say he is a prophet 
like the one of the prophets of the old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. Okay, so before we go any further, let's go ahead and get that backstory here. So if you know, in a couple of verses back, we see that Jesus has sent out the 12 apostles and the word about Jesus is spreading throughout the entire country. We have three speculations about who Jesus is. Number one, Jesus was John the Baptist who's raised from the dead. This is what Herod Antipas believes. And then number two, he is Elijah, verse 15. In verse 15, it says, Jesus is Elijah. And this comes from Malachi when it talks about the day of the second coming of the Lord. And that's in Malachi chapter four, verse five. It says, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. But this is not the time in which the prophet Malachi is speaking of. During this time, Jesus comes to serve and to be a sacrificial lamb for the forgiveness of our sins. But there is a second coming. And before that, it says in Malachi that God is going to send Elijah. The third point is that they say he is a prophet like the prophets of the old in verse 15. And a reference to that is Deuteronomy chapter 18 and 15, when Moses is speaking and he says, Moses says, the Lord, your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. But neither is this who Jesus is. Jesus is so much more. And we're going to keep reading and studying. um, And we're going to find out why Jesus is so much more than what they are saying. So he's not John the Baptist being raised. He's not Elijah and he's not a prophet of the old. During these times, John the Baptist's ministry was getting people to repent. It didn't matter who they were, if they was a Pharisee, a Sadducee, if they were a part of the Heronian dynasty, it did not matter. All people needed to repent because John the Baptist's message was the Messiah is coming. So his purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus coming. And we can get that back in Mark chapter one. But again, if you have not listened to the episode that I did at the very beginning on who is John the Baptist, then I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Before we go any further, let me share some interesting facts about Herod. It appears throughout the New Testament, but the word Herod simply means a ruler of a kingdom. But when we see the word Herod, you might think this is the same person. This does not necessarily mean that we're talking about the same person. There was a dynasty known as the Heronian dynasty. And here are some interesting facts that I want to share with you. There was Herod the Great, who was appointed king of the Jews by the Roman Senate. He was in rulership during the birth of Jesus. And he was the one who had the young children killed that was two and under because his kingship had been threatened. 
when he heard about the birth of Jesus from the three wise men. This is not the same Herod that we're talking about in this chapter. Herod the Great had several wives, several sons. In this chapter, we're talking about two of his sons, Herod Antipas and Herod Philip. Herod Antipas ruled during the ministry of Jesus. He is the one who imprisoned and beheaded John the Baptist. He is also mentioned later in the book of Mark when Jesus is arrested that we'll get to later. Now, Herod Philip is also the son of Herod the Great and the brother of Herod Antipas, but not to be confused with the other brother, Herod Philip, who ruled as a patriarch in the northeastern region. Philip was married to Heronius. Now, let me share the scoop about these marriages. It was written in history by Josephus, who was a Jew and worked as a historian for the Roman government. Even though it is not recorded in the Bible, everything that I'm sharing with you is recorded by Josephus, the historian. Herod Antipas divorces his wife and he marries his brother's wife. Yes, Antipas marries Philip's wife and Philip is still living and her name is Heronius if you dig deeper, according to Josephus, the historian, you will find out Heronius was really Philip's niece. They had a daughter, and her name was Salome. So now, as we pick back up in this chapter, Herod Antipas is married to Heronius, and John the Baptist is speaking out against the marriage. So Heronius becomes angry and she wants her husband to kill John the Baptist, but he doesn't. Let's keep reading the scriptures for more details. Starting in verse 17 through 20, this is what it says. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John, this is John the Baptist, and bound him in prison for the sake of Heronius, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Heronius had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death, but she could not because Herod feared John. Knowing that he was righteous and a holy man, he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. Okay, you might be wondering where in the scriptures can you find this law? What does it say? How does it relate to Herod Antipas and Heronius? We can find this in the Old Testament in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 21. The law says, if a man takes his brother's wife, it is impurity. In other words, it is a sin for a man to take his brother's wife. In the New Testament, Luke tells us this. Over in Luke chapter 3, looking at verses 18 through 20, this is what John did and said, reading from the NLT. John made many warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Heronius, his brother's wife, and for other wrongs he had done. So Herod put him in prison, adding this sin 
to his many others. Okay, so let's keep going as we see how this plays out and an opportunity comes about where John the Baptist is killed. Starting back in verse 21, it says, An opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. For Heronius' daughter came in and danced. She pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she, Heronius, said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oath and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent for an executioner with the orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother And when the disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Okay, so I am ready to share a couple of my takeaways. The first thing that the first thing that I take away is number one, John the Baptist used the scriptures to lead the people to repentance and correction. The Bible tells us what the scriptures are for in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, all scriptures are breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Are we using the scriptures to bring others and to bring ourselves into repentance and correction? We have a Bible to study, to learn more about our Heavenly Father. He teaches us. He corrects us. He speaks to us through his word. And the real question is, how can I have a relationship with someone that I do not know? We build a relationship with our Heavenly Father through reading his word. The scriptures, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, will teach us train us and equip us for every good work that we are to do. And we want to make sure that we're not just reading the scriptures, that we want the scriptures to transform our mind. We want a renewing in our mind. So as I study, my goal is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, guide me, teach me, correct me, so that I can be complete in all the good works that God has assigned for me to do. My second takeaway is John the Baptist was persecuted. And the scriptures tells us that we will be persecuted. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned 
and have firmly believed. So this tells us that the scriptures is going to teach us and lead us, and and we are going to learn from those scriptures, and there's going to come a time that we're going to have to not only learn them, but we want to be able to stand on it firmly, despite what the circumstances are. Jesus said this in Matthew's 10, verse 22. This is what he says, And ye shall be hated by all men for my sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. He also says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. In Luke chapter 21, verse 12, this is when Jesus is foretelling about wars and persecution. This is what he says, But before all of these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And I know we don't want to be persecuted. I mean, our body, our flesh don't want to, but we just have to remember that Jesus was persecuted. And he's our master. He's our savior. And we're so grateful that we have life everlasting through him. So we are going to endure to the end, as uh, the scripture says. And I also like what it says over in Psalms 31, 23. It says, it says, love the Lord, all his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but fully repays the arrogant. My third takeaway from this Bible study is holding a grudge against someone could lead to death. How could a birthday celebration turn into a brutal execution? And how could such a gruesome, violent act enter into Heronia's heart? Well, what is this definition of grudge? I wanted to look it up. It's malice. It's ill will, spite. Holding a grudge makes you want to pay back the person who has done wrong. And we know here in verse 19 that Heronius wanted John the Baptist dead. She held a grudge against him and she wanted to put him to death. She held on to that grudge and she would not let it go. And I am sure that she thought about many ways to have John the Baptist killed for days and even months since he was in prison. She planned it and used her daughter, Salome, to help her. Herod's birthday celebration would give her the perfect opportunity to carry out this malicious plan. The question is, are you holding a grudge against anyone? We might not think that it could lead to death, but we see it happening every day. Just turn on your six o'clock local and world news. There are people with spiteful hearts like Heronius who are shooting and committing senseless killings of innocent children and people. I don't know about you, but I believe this message speaks to our hearts because you and I probably know someone who was murdered over something that was said or done, or even they didn't do anything. If you are holding on to a grudge, let's pray and ask God to heal your heart 
If you're not, please agree with me in prayer that people's heart will be healed. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you as Lord and Savior of our lives. You are our Father, and you know what we think, what we do, what we say before we say it. You know the secrets of our heart. Lord, I am ready and I'm willing to forgive and let go of what I've been holding on for so long. Lord, allow your words to search my heart. And if you find anything that is not pleasing in your sight, heal it, restore it, purify it. Lord, I ask you to create in me a clean heart and fill it with your perfect love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you have enjoyed our Bible study for today. Congratulations on completing week two challenge. Next week, we'll start week three, and we will be covering Jesus Feeds the 5,000. So keep up the great work, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the My Bible Life podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with Him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work He has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and His Word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.